Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Brad sent me a note about a story out of Michigan, of all places. <laughs> That's the state where I live. And of course, the state where I'm licensed to practice law. And there's a concept of sovereign immunity. Now, sovereign immunity is the concept that you can't sue the government unless the government gives you permission to, uh, believe it or not. And the way that works is there are very, very limited things for which you can sue the government. And in Michigan, it actually says, here are the things that you can sue the government for. And it's a short list. And one of the things on the list is defects in the public roadway. So in other words, there's a road. It was put there by the state or some other government agency. And it's maintained by the state or some other agency. And if the road has got a defect in it and... The government is on notice of the defect. They've got to repair the defect. And if they don't, someone gets injured, then you can sue. But even so, there are a bunch of hoops you got to jump through. And so there's a story here about a guy who suffered a horrific injury. No question it was caused by a defect in the roadway. And um, the first court that heard the case threw it out on a technicality. And the Michigan Supreme Court, surprisingly, did the right thing. And spun it around and said, no, this case is good. It should proceed. And that technicality ain't a reason to throw this case out. So the stories from the Detroit Free Press, the paper I delivered as a young man, motorist injured by flying concrete on I-696 can sue the Michigan Department of Transportation, according to the Michigan Supreme Court. Paul Egan wrote this. A motorist seriously injured when a 20-pound piece of concrete broke away from I-696 and crashed through his windshield, can sue. Now, the opinion was six to one. One of the justices actually said, no, he shouldn't be allowed to sue for that. But we'll get to that. It reverses earlier rulings by both the Michigan Court of Claims and the Court of Appeals. So the man's name is Norman, and he failed to give proper notice of the lawsuit under the state law, according to the lower courts. They said he did not notify the state properly that he wanted to sue them. Now, the ruling could be significant for other motorists who are injured or have their vehicles damaged as a result of state highways in disrepair, says the Detroit attorney Christopher Desmond, who works with Ven Johnson. And Ven Johnson is a very well-known high-powered attorney here in Michigan. Uh, And Desmond said, I think it's extremely significant. Governmental immunity is an issue that impacts many cases. Anytime you can get a court in this state to say a citizen has a right to be in court to pursue a claim against the government, that's important. And the man was driving on I-696 in Macomb County back in 2017 when the 20-pound piece of concrete smashed through his windshield, hit him in the head, knocked out all of his teeth, and gave him a traumatic brain injury. And he wasn't the first motorist to encounter flying concrete on that section of highway around that time. So the state should have addressed the problem sooner. The lower courts had ruled that before he filed a lawsuit in the Michigan Court of Claims, he was required by state law to first file a notice giving the state details of the incident. But his attorney argued that because the lawsuit was filed within the time period, the lawsuit was notice of the claim. And, of course, the lawsuit included all the information required to be part of the notice. The suit itself could serve as a required notice. That's what the attorney's arguing. 
Also, MDOT was on the scene of the incident the same day it occurred, so they clearly had notice. And the question is, when a, a law says you must notify somebody of something through a certain manner, the law is there to make sure the person gets notified. If the person was notified, clearly notified, but just not in the exact manner as described in the law, what's the difference? Now, I know there might be some situations where that matters, but the point is, it simply says they must be notified. So, in an opinion written by Justice Richard Bernstein, the Michigan Supreme Court agreed with plaintiff's counsel, nothing in the Governmental Tort Liability Act, which outlines when you can and cannot sue the government, suggests that notice cannot be provided through the filing of plaintiff's complaint within the statutory notice period. So it says you got to put them on notice, and it does not say, but you can't do it with the lawsuit. Justice Brian Zara dissented, saying the notice should have been given in a document separate from the lawsuit. Why? They don't read the lawsuit? So Ben Johnson, who's the president of the firm that I mentioned earlier, said the ruling means earlier lawsuits related to dangerous highway conditions that were dismissed on similar technical grounds might now be revived. This is huge, said Johnson, who believes the notice requirement had become a way for the state to shield itself from legitimate lawsuits. Now, there were two other justices who joined in the majority opinion despite the fact that people thought they were conservative. So Johnson believes the Supreme Court is sending a signal that it believes that governmental immunity has been taken too far in the past, causing incredible unfairness to people. MDOT has no comment on the case, says spokesperson Jeff Cranson. The Attorney General's office is reviewing a decision and has no comment, says spokesperson Lindsay Mukamel. I could be mispronouncing her name. I've never seen that one before. And so, like I said, the statute in Michigan specifically addresses when you can sue the state, the governmental Tort Liability Act. And it actually says, here are the things you can sue us for, and here's how you do it. One of them says, you must notify us of your claim. And this man and his attorney say, we notified them with the lawsuit. And their argument was, well, technically speaking, it says you got to notify us. And notification and a lawsuit are two different things, according to them. (laughs) Now, (laughs) the reason I'm amused by this is that I practice a lot of lemon law, MCL 257-1401 at SEC. That's the law that requires manufacturers to buy back defective cars that cannot be repaired within a certain time period, time frame, and so on. And the law actually says, before you can seek this remedy, you must notify the manufacturer of the problem with the car and give them an opportunity to do something about it. And it says, and that notice that you send them must be certified return receipt requested, sent to the manufacturer. I will occasionally send last chance letters on behalf of clients. I'll often help my clients send those last chance letters. But quite often, I will simply file a complaint, a lawsuit. And in the Lemon Law section, I will state, the law requires us to notify the manufacturer of a last chance repair. And we are doing so here. This is your notice. If you would like a last chance repair, contact us immediately and we'll take care of that, as required by, and I cite the law, the subsection. And because the lawsuits are served, U.S. mail, return receipt requested, certified, it's being sent in the exact manner called for by the statute. Now, you could say, Steve, wait a second. If the law says you've got to do that before you seek your remedy, isn't your lawsuit seeking a remedy? 
Well, yes, it is. Yes, it is. But I guess if they wanted to pursue that argument, they would have to seek to dismiss my lawsuit by saying that he's seeking a remedy and he hasn't given us a last chance notice yet. Except the last chance notice is in the complaint. <laughs> and I've never had a manufacturer raise that argument, ever. And I've been doing that for 15 years, 20 years. I, I don't even know how long I've been doing that. And that's the point. The point is that the notice is required by law, but everyone knows in all of my cases, the manufacturers know what's going on here. And I would send that letter separately and they would ignore it. They would ignore it. And then the question is, how long do I have to wait while they ignore the letter before I file the lawsuit? And so I used to send the last chance letter and file the complaint on the same day anyway. And now it's just, no, just put build the last chance notification into the lawsuit, file it and serve it, and make sure that I do it as the manner specified, both for good service under the court rules and for notification under the Lemon Law, which, by the way, are the same thing when it comes to a corporation. If they sign for it, which they always do. So that's why I know about the notice requirements. But it's interesting because um, I'm not sure if there's a time constraint here. There may have been, because quite often, one of the things that the Governmental Tort Liability Act says is that you have to notify us within this time frame, and you've got to sue us within this time frame. And it very well could be that they were pushing so close to the edge of one of those two time frames that they filed the lawsuit and said, well, the lawsuit can serve as a notice. And the interesting thing here is that the notice I mentioned in the Lemon Law says that you've got to notify them of the claim and give them a last chance to repair. Here, you simply notify the state of your intent to sue them. Then you sue them. So the state doesn't do anything in response to your notice. And one argument that they could make is that, well, if you can sue us over a defect in the roadway, you should notify us of that so that we know about the defect in the roadway. We don't find out about that in the lawsuit. We want to find out about that as soon as possible so we can fix the defect in the roadway. And as the attorneys pointed out for the plaintiff, the DOT was out there that day working on the road, apparently in response to the fact that somebody just got injured there badly. So this is a great result at six to one. One Supreme Court justice actually said that, no, you've got to file a separate notice, despite the fact that by putting the word separate in the sentence, we're using a word that's not in the statute. Statute doesn't say you must send a separate notice other than your complaint. So there you go. But getting you know, unanimous decisions from the Michigan Supreme Court is often difficult. So motorist injured by flying concrete at I-696 can sue the Michigan Department of Transportation. According to the Michigan Supreme Court, Paul Egan wrote that for the Free Press. Brad sent it to me. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Character is a result of two things, mental attitude and the way we spend our time.